This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 17th, 2017. Gifts, the long-awaited. Yeah, well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made. It's no accident that any one of us are here this morning. Open our hearts that we might receive more of you and order our steps, Lord, as we leave this place. We do give this time to you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. And so this morning we're going to continue our series, Gifts. And today we're going to look at long-awaited gifts. Long-awaited, hoped for uh, or expected for a long period of time. It's funny how a long period of time changes depending on your age or stage of life. You know, when you're a kid, long-awaited could be a month, could be a week, it could be a matter of hours, especially when it comes to gifts, especially on how badly you want the gift that you're waiting for. Anybody been around since the pre-internet days here? (laughs) Pre-internet. Okay, there we go. For you who haven't, you know, we like to be a, um, a church, a learning church, a, a teaching, a teaching church. church. This is a teachable moment here for you, all you that came about in the internet age. Back in those days, it all started with the arrival of the Christmas catalog. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? Now, in my house, we had the Montgomery Ward catalog. Any Montgomery Warders here? Not plenty, probably. And then there was the J.C. Pennies. How many J.C. Pennies? But then there was the one that was smart enough to even call the thing the Wish Book, and that was Sears. Okay, it's pretty evenly distributed there. There we go. Yeah. So the Wish Book is what we had Hello. in the Craft household. There were five of us, so when that came in early fall, boy, I was the oldest, so I had first dibs, and so we just went through page after page after page, circling this, uncircling that, recircling this, and and presenting uh, what our longed-for gifts were to our parents. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. um, I think back to... uh, and it's all about the waiting, isn't it? You know, you, 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 you go through the catalog. We did the same thing, circle after circle after uncircle, recircle. And then you got to make your list, and you got to check it. Or somebody's checking it twice, right? Finding out who's not in nice. And then the waiting. The waiting. Wasn't it Tom Petty who said, waiting is the hardest part? He had it right, didn't he? Waiting. Yeah. Of course, for some of us, waiting was actually too hard. So my sister and I shared a room. We had bunk beds, and we would wait until things got, like, really quiet and after the reindeer had already left, and then we would 
peek down the steps and survey what was there, and then go back to bed for a couple hours. And it was so exciting, that first look that we had. So for you guys, waiting became sneaking. <laughs> that okay. is true. Sneaking. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's funny, when I think back, especially a house I lived in until I was 10, I have these memories of you know, Christmas morning, and I did the same thing. I got up at about 3.30 and checked it all out. But anyway, you know, this image of the gifts there. And it's so funny, the gifts that, like, stand out, that are vivid, and it's weird because they weren't necessarily what we're talking about today, the longed for, those long-awaited, just for some reason. Like, I'll give you an example. One that always pops in my mind is the Yogi Bear ball toss. Anybody else familiar? I mean, Dan Logan earlier said, you know, I'm, I've never even heard of that. I don't think anybody in this place has heard of that. Well, you found it, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't just yeah. dream it up. Yeah. I wasn't hallucinating. And, you know, and that's so funny because it's one of these things you throw balls and it's supposed to count, it's supposed to return the ball. I don't even think it worked 90% of the time. You know, you couldn't already get the ball in. Light plastic, they're going every place but his mouth. And then they'd get stuck in there. It didn't last long, I know, it was cheap plastic, but yet it's indelled here for over 50 years That's for some crazy reason, because it definitely wasn't one of those unforgettable gifts, although it has been. All right, so I had a long-awaited gift, a gift that I desired, a gift that I wanted, a gift I dreamed of, and it was... Chatty Kathy, the talking dog. How many Chatty Kathys Any do we have in the room? Any Chatty Kathy people? Oh, yeah. I well, love that's five more than the Yogi Chris Bear. Chris Bellamere wanted a Chatty Kathy. There How about go. that? Yeah. yeah. That's my long-awaited yeah, gift. Yeah. And I had long-awaited gifts, too, one of which was electric guitar and amplifier. You know, I had this cheap uh, acoustic guitar that I kind of learned to play on, but I wanted that electric one so badly, and I finally got it. Wow, what a gift. What a memory. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wanted the guitar a whole lot more than I wanted to practice. <laughs> and so, I mean, I could play a little bit, but I never got really good. But it didn't diminish the value of the gift. It was a great gift, and I really appreciated and enjoyed it. And um, the truth is, I still have that guitar amp today. In fact, I just took that picture yesterday when we were prepping for this morning. In fact, our son Turner, when, uh, when he was learning guitar, he used that guitar some. So... It's had great value over the years. It has. Yeah. So you're probably wondering, so when are they really going to get to the meat of this? Well, hey, now, now we're there. So in the scripture, we find um, examples of long-awaited gifts. Now, a lot of those examples have to do with people who long-awaited a child. And that still happens today because that's very, very painful for so many people even even today. One example about this is found in the book of 1 Samuel. We're told of a, of a man named Elkanah who had two wives, we don't recommend that, Peninnah and Hannah. Peninnah had children and Hannah did not. In that time, in that culture, the wife had a duty to bear children. And so Hannah had the double challenge of not only being barren, but also seeing the other wife give birth and also provoke her and irritate her. Mm. But Hannah was faithful. 
And so was her husband, because her husband was very supportive of her, even in her barrenness. She was faithful, but in time, she became bitter, and she wept a great deal, and she prayed to the Lord, and she, and she offered the Lord a deal. Has anybody here ever offered the Lord a deal? Lord, I'll do this if you do this. Somebody say, everybody inside's going, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, here was the deal. She asked God to remember her, to relieve her ministry, to give her a son, not just a child, but a son in this case. And in return, she would give this son back to the Lord all the days of his life. And so the Lord granted her request, and the Lord gave her Samuel, and, and, the Lord, uh, and she dedicated Samuel to the service of the Lord. And Scripture tells us that the Lord um, uh, revealed himself to Samuel through his word, and Samuel became a great prophet for the Lord, sharing God's word with all of Israel. I mean, he's got First and Second Samuel written in the Bible. I mean, he's got books named after him. And then later, Samuel was the one who anointed Saul to be the first king of Israel. And after that, he anointed a little shepherd boy whose name was David to be the future king and, in fact, the greatest king that Israel would ever know. There you go. I've always related to Hannah, the long-awaited we always wanted a large family, and that came easy at first. We had Aaron, then Megan, then Devin, and then there's a seven-year span. And five of that um, was really tough, long-awaited, desperately wanting another child. And in that five-year span, you've, I've shared with you that we, we lost two. And then finally we had Turner, and we didn't want a, a specific, you know, sex, but we got, we got the boy. And so I can remember after he was born, um, praying over his crib, and he was just two weeks old. Now to back up a little bit, I was a nurse before uh, God called me into ministry, and I worked for the Department of Public Health I was a SIDS nurse, sudden infant death syndrome nurse. And so I watched my little baby in the crib, and I just had this feeling of um, unsettledness. And I, I found myself saying, Lord, just let me raise him. Just let me raise him, and then I'll give him back to you. He's yours. I didn't really know what that was all about, but I can say to you that in the last couple years, I've had to work hard, and I did have to symbolically give him back to the Lord in a way that I haven't had to do with our other three. And so I'm grateful God is faithful. And um, God gives us peace, and God gives us comfort. And um, Hannah has always been uh, a special model to me in, in many ways. <laughs> you know, we find um, in the Bible story after story after story of long-awaited gifts from God. 
And of course, the most celebrated, the most memorable is the one <laughs> this season we celebrate. Amen? Yeah. Absolutely. And as we shared last week, I mean, talk about long-awaited, the prophet Micah shared 700 years prior to the event that God's anointed the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So there's long-awaited. That's hundreds of years. And two weeks ago, we shared that another prophet, also in about that same time frame as Micah, 700 years prior, um, he, he, um, himself, he said, the Lord himself, this is God speaking through the prophet, the Lord himself will give the people a sign, and that sign will be that a virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then that same prophet, Isaiah, in a later chapter, chapter 9, and this is verses 6 through, seven, uh, 6 through 7, this is what he shares. This is actually made famous, real famous, and if you've ever heard of Handel's Messiah, one of the songs makes this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, say it with me, Prince, Prince of, of peace. peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Say this last line with me, please. The zeal, the zeal of the of Lord, Lord Almighty, Almighty will, will accomplish, accomplish this. this. Yeah. So the yeah. prophecies from Isaiah and Micah are pretty well known. But there are lots and lots more prophecies than the ones we've shared. In fact, it's said that there are perhaps about 365 prophecies that point to the coming of that long-awaited Savior. Some are obscure, some are, are more uh, present, but they all point, they all point to the one who the Hebrews prayed for, waited for, yearned for the one who would come save them, the long-awaited Savior. You know, I think most of us know what it's like to wait for a gift, to long for a gift, to, to finally receive a gift that we've long waited for. But I don't think any of us have waited hundreds of years for a gift. You know, in order for that to happen, we have to pile our waiting on top of the waiting of the previous generation on top of that previous generation on so on and so on and so on. It's a cumulative waiting. It's a generational waiting. It's a waiting of an entire culture, an entire people, an entire nation. That's what it was for the Hebrew people. When this Messiah, this Christ, this anointed one, this Savior of the world finally arrived in that manger in Bethlehem after hundreds of years of waiting. Now, in, in accordance with the law of Moses, after the birth, after a time of purification, the child was taken to Jerusalem and presented to the Lord. Here's what we read in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 32, and it's a paraphrase from the message. In Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. 
the Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. As the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. And so the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he, Simeon, would see the Messiah of God before he died. Wow. And so he waited, and he waited, and he waited. He waited patiently, prayerfully, expecting the one who would save Israel. Simeon was a God-fearing man, a man who was tuned into God's Holy Spirit, led by God's Holy Spirit, in communication with God's Holy Spirit. And so it was the Holy Spirit who led Simeon into the temple on the day and at the time exactly that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to be presented to God as a holy offering. God's perfect timing. We can only imagine Simeon's absolute joy upon seeing and holding this long-awaited treasure, this long-for gift of God. Simeon felt this joy so much. It, it made his life complete. So much so that God could now release Simeon from this earthly existence, release him into peace now that God's promise had been fulfilled. And God had indeed allowed him to see the Messiah before he died. Wow. In that same chapter in Luke, chapter 2, we meet Anna, who also waited. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She, was, she talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. And so Anna was there also. She was a prophet. That means she was one through whom God spoke to the people. A very old woman. She was 84 at the time. She'd been married briefly seven years and a widow ever since. Faithful believer. As she spent all her time in the temple area, she never left it. She was uh, there to worship night and day, fasting and in prayer and waiting expectantly. And, and many others had been waiting expectantly as well. And so when she realized who it was that Simeon was praying over and presenting to the Lord, she broke out in praise, realizing the long-awaited Savior was here. She shared her great joy with everyone else who'd been expectantly waiting, waiting for God to rescue Jerusalem. 
And so we've been talking about the long-awaited. And the question becomes this. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for this Christmas? Is it a certain gift of one kind or another? Or is it the look of someone's face when they open something that you've carefully selected? Or perhaps it's something that goes well beyond the material. Perhaps it's uh, beyond the things that's found under a tree. Maybe it's peace. Peace deep, deep inside. Peace, that inner comfort in spite of outer turmoil. Or maybe, maybe it's hope. Hope that allows you to dream once again. Maybe it's faith. Faith, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. Maybe it's joy. That deep, deep, deep sense that we call it happiness, but it's just different than that because it's not based on an emotion or based on a feeling, but it's based on a decision. Joy to the core, core, core of your soul. And love, like joy. Love that's unconditional. Love that we call agape love. We can't do anything to get it or earn it, but we just receive it. And again, it's love. This kind of love is based on a decision, not a feeling. Feelings come and go. Love that lasts. Is that what you're yearning for this Christmas? Are you waiting for Jesus? <laughs> waiting for him to show up, to be part of your life, to make a difference, to bring things that Carrie just mentioned, the love, joy, peace, faith, hope. How long have you been waiting? And, and do you really hope that he will, to think he might expect him to show up this year. The Hebrew people, they waited for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for this promised Messiah, the Christ, to come and make a difference in their lives. Individuals like Simeon and Anna, they waited their entire lives just to get a glimpse of the hope of the world. And here's the thing, even though he was long awaited, when he showed up, they recognized him. They saw him. They knew that they were in the presence of their Savior, of the one that they were praying for that would come. And they knew that life would never again be the same. And that brought them comfort and peace and joy and love, so much so that they were able to say to God, my life is complete. You can take me now. And so how about you? <laughs> when the long-awaited Jesus shows up in your life this Christmas, will you realize it's him? Will you recognize him as they did? Will you be reconciled with God and those around you through the peace that the Savior brings? Here's the thing, long-awaited, he's here. He's already here. We don't have to wait any longer. The Savior is here, and that's the good news. And we're going to celebrate his birth in a week, but we already know he's already here because 
2,000 years ago, he was born, and 33 years after that, he died for you and me. <laughs> He's here. But here's the question, though. Back to Christmas. Are you open enough to allow this baby in a manger to change your life? To bring new life? To, to allow the old to be gone and the new to come? Long-awaited. It's finally here. And the question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? He's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Holy God, long expected. <laughs> He's here. Christ, we are so thankful that you are here, that you lived and you died for us. My prayer this morning is that each one here would know you in a personal way. If not already, maybe as of this morning, I would pray, Holy Spirit, that open hearts this morning and bring, bring this relationship with Jesus to each one here. For those who have known that relationship for years, I pray for a renewal, a, a rebirth of that relationship, a, a new knowledge, a, a new experience of who Christ is in our lives. And for those who have not had that, I would pray that today is the day, Lord, that you would open hearts and spirits to have personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that those here would be able to say, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, I need you because I can't save myself. Lord, please come into my life. Lord, I am ready to admit my sin, repent of my sin, and turn from the old and turn to the new. And you're the new, Lord. Today is the day that the long-awaited Savior we look not only to come to the manger, but to come into the heart of each and every one here. We ask these things in the name of the Father and Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 7-8-7-6-9-2. Connection Community Church. Connecting people with Jesus.